If you go to Forsyth, Georgia, there are professional signs up that say no niggers after dark. Mm-hmm. Professional ones. That's a, in the place right outside of Houston called Viter. Black folks are not allowed there. Don't even stop there to get gas. Stone said Stone Mountain is the same thing. Where the Stone headquarters of the KKR. That's right. You know, um, it's important that we get some sto- we get stories from people that have really experienced mm-hmm. uh, some of these things and that made it and that didn't die. Yeah. And, um, both Byron and I have a friend, and I don't know if Wendy has this video up, but do you remember when the young girl was pulled out of her desk in school by um, an officer, mm-hmm. and he was and he attacked her and and lost his job. Yes. This officer had actually had gone through that with many people prior to this young lady. And like Carlos Martin in 2007. Carlos joins us now. Uh, Carlos, we should point out, uh, is an Army veteran uh, and a sergeant who served in, in Bosnia. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir, for having me here. So, um, Carlos, uh, what was your reaction uh, when you learned that this deputy was the man you sued and when you see this video? Well, first of all, I never had an opportunity to go to court for my lawsuit. Uh, my lawyer uh, did me wrong and had the case dismissed without my permission. Um, second, when I saw the video, it just reminds me of all the nightmares and what I've been going through for 10 years. And if Sheriff Lott would have did the right job the first time, that this young lady would never be going through what she's going through right now, you know, because this is what he did to me and my wife, you know, his partner, Joseph Clark, beat up Tashiana and slammed her to the ground the same way, handcuffed with her arms behind her back. Now, you, you say that Deputy Fields confronted you and your wife outside your apartment in 2005 after a noise complaint. You were, you were allegedly playing your music too loudly. You say Fields slammed you to the ground, kicked you, maced you. There, there was no video evidence, although there was photographic evidence. A jury in your civil suit against him um, sided with Deputy Fields. Um, what do you say to any viewers out there who are skeptical of your story, uh, saying, hey, you had your day in court and the jurors heard the evidence and sided with Deputy Fields? First of all, I never had my day in court. The jurors never heard my story. I want you guys to understand that Tashiana went to court, and when she went to court, they didn't even allow me to be a part of her court case. So I'm still looking to have my day in court. I went to the Fourth Circuit, and I went all the way up to the United States Supreme Court, so I'm still looking for my day in court. Do you think what happened at Spring Valley High yesterday will help you if you do, do go forward? Do you go forward and feel this case? I think, I think the, the bigger picture is, I think, by me going, by me going forward with my case and the young lady going forward with her case, it's not, it's not just about us, but it's about everyone just walking the street and about everyone's safety. Carlos, it's not about us, but... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I'm sorry. That's just, That's not, just about not about us. It's about protecting our, protecting our brothers, our sisters, brothers, our brothers, and our children. And Carlos, you, and Carlos, you alleged in your lawsuit that you believe race was a factor. Why did you think that? Oh, absolutely. And he admitted it in the internal affairs report, which you can get, that my mom will be giving you the documentation. He's making different comments about how he's glad Johnny Cochran's dead. Can you hear me? Really? Okay. Yeah, it was echoing. Towards the end. At the end. It's important that we put a face to someone who has survived. And I really wanted to introduce our viewers. Before you before you do that, before you do that, I want to share the parallel of what this is for me in regards to him. This is my, this is my little brother, and he's 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 it's personal to me. And I felt I've felt his pain since the beginning. And and Jay, I want you to introduce him, but I feel like 
in this day and time, it's it's a complete parallel or metaphor for the people that have half a conscious and half a freaking brain. Mm-hmm. Not making anything right or wrong or anybody absolute, but it's like Michael Jackson wearing the mask when he was living and everybody clowning. Mm. And now that the epidemic has happened, now everybody got one and ain't nobody freaking laughing. <laughs> no. I feel like that with my little brother, Not a Carlos, <laughs> that he had been through this back in 2005 and he was screaming from the highest mountain and he wasn't the only one because we don't pay attention to rape until someone we know has been raped. We don't pay attention to our house being burglarized two doors up the street unless our house is burglarized. So many people wanna have an intelligent, stupid conversation until it affects you. Let me tell you, it's the devil's knocking on your freaking door. And now what has happened, all these cases that have been compiled, isolated, hidden, swept under the rug, is now happen, happening in mass format, and you have to pay attention to the Carlos Martins of the world and so many others that have been violated, defecated on, shitted on to be more, more precise. Come on. And, and yeah, I'm freaking angry. I don't care if you, if you, you don't even have to be my friend anymore. I'm freaking angry. You don't have to do, you don't even have to call me ever again in your life. I'm angry, and there's nothing you can say intelligently that's going to re- get that remiss, removed, dismissed, eliminated, allocated to another area of logic in my brain when I got a son that I got to worry about growing up in this world after I depart. Sorry. Thank you, Jean Grey. Go right ahead. So it's important that you know who Carlos is. Carlos is a father. He has boys himself. But more importantly, he's a military veteran. He served our country. He had just gotten back from overseas with Germany license plates when he was assaulted by this cop and mistreated. And so it's important that we hear from him and hear his story. He's our friend. Um, He actually dedicated his book to his sons and I could not be uh, more honored to have him on our show today. So I'd like to bring on Carlos Martin. Yeah. Wendy, if you can bring them on. Love. How you doing? How are you guys doing? We know we're making it. It, It's, we're making it. (laughs) You're doing great because you're here. I'm doing great because you live to tell this story. Exactly. Uh, Our brother who is gone uh, for no reason at all. First of all, you lived. You lived, bro. You, You lived. You are alive, man. You you are a walking testament of history right now, bro. Carlos, tell us what you thought when you saw that video of the young girl being pulled out of that desk. How did you feel? Take your time. Y'all got to forgive me. No, I love you, man. You know I got you. Because when he say you alive, honestly, it hurts to be alive because I have survivor's guilt because I feel like no matter how hard I fought, it wasn't enough to protect all these other people losing their lives. I feel like, God, why do you still have me here? What was so special about me that you spared me that day? You spared Tashiana that day. And I still can't put it together. I still, I still can't believe it. And I feel like there's so much work that isn't done 
that still needs to be done. So thank you. You know, when you say, brother, you're still alive, but a part of me still feels dead because I see all these other people still losing their lives. I, I couldn't even, bro, I couldn't even get through George's situation. I couldn't even watch all of it. This man is no longer here. And there's, there's a young lady. Her name is Jane Elliott. And she asked a question. She said, in an auditorium full of white people, how many of y'all would switch places? Mm -hmm. How many of y'all would want to be treated like a black person? Stand up. And nobody stood up. What's wrong with us where y'all don't even want to switch places with us? That is a serious question. I'm not attacking you. I just need some understanding. Why wouldn't you want to switch places with me? What's wrong with me where you wouldn't even want to switch places with me? And then you have the nerve to tell me that there's equality, but you wouldn't even switch places with me. Not one. Carlos, you were assaulted in 2005. Yeah. And 10 years had to go by before we had the... the not the capability, but it just became common to videotape things like that. Right. And uh, I can only imagine how many other people he assaulted in those 10 years that went by. But the question that you asked was, why are you still here? And when I look at who you are and what you've done with, with your book and your movie, which I'm going to let you talk about, you're here to tell the story from where it began because there were no cameras on your wife whipped out i read in the book that she she whipped out her phone to take pictures because she didn't have video and then she was assaulted right i think times are different now and god kept you here to continue that story on what do i you believe that could be said it one more time what do you say to your sons who are watching, who, who knows your story, because you dedicated your book to both of your boys, but then they also see George and, and his story now. How, how, do you, how do you console them? Truthfully, there isn't a right conversation because nothing can compare you, prepare you for what's going on in the reality of the world. You, you just try to tell them to educate themselves. You, you try to tell them when you leave the house, don't raise your voice because they're going to say you're aggressive. Don't wear your pants with, with sagging because they already look at you like you're an animal or you're three-fifths of a man or you're less than them. Don't try to give them any reason to do what they're out there doing. But the problem is, is you don't have to give them a reason. We, I, I did this film, and it's called The Evolution of Slavery. And it talks about the process of how slavery was then to us escaping to freedom. And Harriet Tubman saying, I freed a thousand slaves and I could have freed a thousand more if they knew they were slaves. And it jumps time to where we are now where we're working with each other hand in hand. And those same people wind up becoming the police officers in the future. And they're the same ones who take the slaves' lives in the end. And there's nothing that's changed over history except for the technology. And I don't want 
no one to think that I'm saying all white people are bad because even with Dr. Martin Luther King, when he walked Selma, he didn't walk with just black people. He walked with every single race. Right. Hand in hand. So if you want to do anything... The sound, hold on. For me, there you go. Sorry. If you want to do anything in this situation, walk hand in hand with us. Yeah. So like God gave me this poem, right? And it says, what makes a rainbow beautiful? Is it not the diversity of colors? Well, if that's true, is mankind's kryptonite trying to make one color better than the next? And if that happens, is it still a rainbow? I think not. So why are we destroying something that God created beautiful with invisible lines of hate? We're all six degrees of separation from loving each other, from getting along, from some, from understanding it. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be you for you to care. What happened to us just caring and loving about each other? That's just like me saying, I see that the building is on fire and I feel bad for the people in the building. But the people in the building is a whole different experience. And you'll never understand what it's like to be in the building, white folks. I'm sorry, you'll never understand what it's like to be black. And the, some people don't want to understand. And that's why when Jane Elliott that did part. that, they were not willing to stand up. They that part. Stand. But for those who are willing to stand, please join us hand in hand where we can stand and make a change. And I, I want to echo what, what you just said, baby boy. And I'm sorry, I have a very strong relationship with Carlos. So if you, I go off the grid and call him some things y'all don't realize, understand. <laughs> but I want to echo some things that my baby brother is talking and what also CJ talked about. I need you guys to understand we are not making this about a black and white situation that all white people are bad or all black people are under siege or we're it's black against white you're taking our rage and our and our and our, our anxiety and our frustration and twisting it to think that the passion behind our commitment and our our desire to live our desire to want just just to live without having to look over our shoulder or drive through a specific neighborhood or worry about if, you know, if my son is going to come home tonight out of context to make, to, for you to believe that our anger is about, oh, white people are no good. It's all white. It's, it has nothing to do with that. The devil lives in every culture, as does right. God. It's a powerful freaking choice. Right. But at the end of the day, what he just said so eloquently, better than I have ever put it, and I'm pretty damn good. You'll never understand the ones inside that barn. <laughs> Can I say this? I'm tired of having to explain that. I, I, that, <laughs> that disclaimer that you just gave, it's almost like we feel like we have to get it for those that don't understand. Let me tell you something for, for those of you that feel like you need to hear that disclaimer. I don't care that you don't understand. If you don't understand, it's not for me to teach you. You better get on Google. You better do some reading. I had somebody uh, at my job was like, <laughs> the Black History Month. Okay. And I looked at her and said, if you won't understand it today, if you need me to tell it to you. Because the fact that you live here and you don't understand it is none of my business, but tread lightly. I don't want to have to explain to you that I don't like what certain people are doing and you're offended and you feel attacked. If you feel attacked, that's personal. That's between you, God, and your lack of knowledge. It has nothing to do with me. I am so done with explaining to people not of color, oh, well, we're mad at them and we're not mad at you and you shouldn't be upset about this and just let you know we're not attacking all white people. 
But you don't see black people, you don't see them saying that about we're not attacking all black people. See, and, 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 and I here's my thing. I and um to a degree, and we and me and Jean Gray live in in in, in a in a in a MasterCard world. That means we overlap the truth and the heart of the matter at authenticity, integrity, and unapologetically. Our perspectives on sharing it, where my take is, some of y'all need to be educated. Mm. Because I need the shit to stop. Because it's not it's not a one a one out or you know just a pop off. It's not just a season. It's not just a, a it's not just one generation. It's going back four hundred years and before. And it's another conversation I had where the problem exists. And I need you guys also to understand our bigger problem is not with white people. We got a bigger problem with ourselves. I'm still trying to create a platform and a space that I can address it without without laundering my own dirty laundry to give everybody else, other factions, permission to invalidate their actions on what they're doing on genocide and gentrification. I got, I, I'm still working that equation out from an Einstein theory. But I, I want you to see, because what, what he just said, what my partner, my, my little brother talked about in Jane, maybe this will bring it home. Could you play that for me, please, Wendy? Please listen and, and pay attention. If I, were, if I were black, they'd have killed me a long time ago. And if I were black and saying the things I say, I, I wouldn't be alive. Bullshit. No, you're not going to say I'm sorry there's racism. No, I do not have to ask you nicely. I consider this exercise an injection of the live virus of racism. I watched my students, my students become, become what I told them they were. I watched, I watched little wonderful, wonderful brown-eyed brown -eyed white people become vicious, ugly, ugly nasty, nasty, discriminating, discriminating domineering people, people in the space of 15 minutes. minutes. I watched brilliant, brilliant little blue-eyed white Christian children become, become timid and frightened and, frightened and, angry, and angry and unable to learn in the space of 15 minutes. minutes. If you, if you do that with a whole, with a whole group, group of people, of people for, a for a lifetime, you change, you change them, them psychologically. You convince, you convince those who are analogous to the Ghana people that they are, that they are superior, that they are, that they are perfect, that they have, that they have the right to rule. Did you learn, Did you learn anything this morning? I learned a little early from the experience of feeling like I was in a glass cage and I was powerless. I realized this morning that there were very few times in my life that I've ever been discriminated against. Very few. And you convince those who take the place of the blue-eyed students that they are that they are less than. How did they feel yesterday? If you do that for a lifetime, what do you suppose that does to them? You find, you find out that there, that are, there people are people of color who refuse to live down to our expectations. Of I'm, I'm now watching at the national, at the national level. level. That, exercise that exercise that I did based on high being reenacted in the government of the United States. I've done this with people of all ages for the last 50 years. Now think about that. Next year it will be the 50th anniversary 
of the killing of Martin Luther King Jr. and the beginning of the blue-eyed, brown-eyed exercise. When are we going to learn? When are we going to put a stop to this? White people's number one freedom in the United States of America is the freedom to be totally ignorant about those who are other than white. We live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. White people are the free and people of color have to be brave. I want this situation to change. I want it to be such that no black person has to have courage to get up in the morning any more than I, as a white person, have to have courage to get up in the morning. This is the most important book you or I or anybody else will ever read. I'm an educator. Every educator should refuse to perpetuate the myth of white superiority. There's only one race. It's the human race. The freedom to be ignorant is the most powerful yeah. statement ever. Ever. Those are the people that are going, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Why are you so mad at me? I've been walking through life dumb as fuck and not paying attention. And, and that's just unacceptable. Unacceptable. I don't care. I'm not going to pat you on the back for being ignorant. I'm not going to tell you, oh, let me show you how. If you're in my age group and you don't know it, that's not my fucking problem. But you better stay out of our way when we get upset. I'm not explaining myself to anybody. I look at it like this, right, sis? I put my life on the line for my country. The flag, is it a lie? Is the flag a lie? Because the flag claims to represent freedom, liberty, and justice for all. That means all races, including black. But does it? No. It does not. Because that's not what it was written on. Exactly. Again, I, I call him a lot. Know your plan, Phil, so there will be no surprises. Les Brown. That right. constitution was not written with us in mind. At all. And, and again, we are 50 plus years out of Jim Crow. We never healed. It was just, never. now it was just, okay, you can legally do what we do now. Right. Good luck. There was no fixing. There was no communion. There was no kumbaya. There was, okay, it's legal now, so we can keep all of this hush-hush. We can now stop you trying to riot and we can now stop you trying to show us that hey we're equal to you okay we gave you what we have now happy go for it hope it works out right. and right. i, I want to make another point that i that i want us as black people to stop doing this as well i want us to stop taking our children to predominantly white schools or moving into predominantly white neighborhoods thinking that's better now, you can make your own environment better where you are now. You can make that better. I, I get tired of white equivalents and people of color thinking, if I'm that, then I'm better. If I'm that, then I've made it. If I'm that, then I... No. This is, we, are not, we are not house niggas. We are not sitting around in the field no more talking about, I'm better than you because I'm lighter than you. No, this is not that anymore. But there's a fine line with that, CJ. Because if you have money and you live in a community that has bad education, how are you going to empower your children? To not, 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 not talking about financial. I'm talking about situational. 
Because when people think that when they move into these neighborhoods that are predominantly white or predominantly white with schools, they th black folks think it's better. I'm not gonna say all, I'm gonna say some. Think it's better. I get what you mean, because I, you could also move into a predominantly black neighborhood that has great schools, but there are not a lot of them. My Fairview, mother, I Fairview is a black neighborhood. Fairview is black Beverly Hills. I lived in Patterson, New Jersey. We didn't have that. So if you went to the school in Patterson, New Jersey, and you were younger, you weren't learning shit. Mm -hmm. So my mother sent me to a school that went from kindergarten to eighth grade. We still lived in Patterson. But from kindergarten to eighth grade, I was one of eight black people in that whole school just so I could have a different education. The only way that you could get a good education in Patterson, New Jersey, which is the home of the school, lean on me. So think about what our choices were, was to pay for an expensive private school or go to a school in a different neighborhood. So what do you say to those people who don't have that choice? I said that. Yeah, ahead, before, I, I just I, before we get off grid because that's a whole nother train. We jumping I, off. I, the I, train. No, I, I don't think it is. I really don't think it no, is. I think it, I'll then then it. If we're gonna no. address that, what we're addressing, no. it's a time warp in time. I'm a, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm in agreement on both sides because I did live in CPT. I did live in the South Side of Chicago, growing being birthed there in Cook County, where you don't know if it was your parents. I do understand the Jefferson concept of getting a good education. It does not have to be white is right. Right. Because then why do we have when you look at the COVID situation, when you look at the COVID situation currently, it's because we're impacted in communities where there is no way to have social distancing. You're talking about people don't have a choice. You're talking about down in Mississippi as your mom. My mom was born in Mississippi. She's 83 years old. She can't even watch no movie because she she lived through sharecroppers where they took the pliers and pulled every tooth out of your mouth and shoved the funnel down your mouth and made you eat so that you wouldn't die and you would still work for free and sell off your soul and your life to still work the farm and call it, what, a sharecropper. Nigga, you still a slave. So when you when you don't have no choices... And you, can, and you get the opportunity, not to the whitest right concept theory. That's not what we're talking about. But wherever the best education is that you can get your child to get an equal opportunity that we, they're going through this, this right now genocide because they're being looked at and they're in a situation, they're in circumstances, in areas in which they are given a green light to be like, oh, in that area, you know, I mean, in, even in L.A., I know for a fact. You can take a brother, myself, I can bump my music to the highest level from Arlington, Van Ness, Figueroa to Crenshaw. <laughs> as soon as you cross Crenshaw, you better drop your music if you're on the west side headed into Century City and Beverly Hills. It's, 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 it's already programmed in my head. I already know I can be bumping, bumping. Okay, I'm hitting La Brea. Oh, I'm hitting La Cienega. <laughs> okay, let I'm hitting up in the Beverly Hills. Let me just, oh, there's 5-0. Yep. True story. This is exactly what would happen. Sunglasses come off. Cap come off. Let me just show that I'm an intelligent Negro. Wow. So when you look and roll down my windows because they tinted. So when, when I look, I can look in the eye. How you doing, man? Yeah. I'm that educated one that made it over. Yeah, just don't fuck with me. Oscar it's Michelle called. Oscar Michelle is the first. Oscar Michelle is the first black film director, mm -hmm. and he called it Tunis. My cousin is related to him. And, you know, or coach switching, you know, the things that we have to do. You know, I just look at it like 
when I signed up for the military that I was doing something honorable for my country, you know what I mean? And if I can go in foreign lands and fight someone who I don't know, who's going to protect me when I come back home? And the truth is, no one. Because this officer literally beat me in my military uniform in front of my home. Did you think you beat me? And your wife. You beat and my wife in front of me. Did, did, death, did death cross your mind? Of course. Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't know we were going to make it out at all. I could do was cry out for her safety and cry out to God. And that's why I couldn't get through George's video. Because what he was, didn't. What was, the moment, what was the moment for you when you knew this was no longer in your hands? Like it was just out of your hands? When he slammed me to the ground? When he body slammed me? Tried to start pepper spraying me? When he did it in front of women and children? When, when, when Tashiana was filming and then his partner came out and, and after he beat on me, they beat on her and handcuffed her. I, I had to literally sit there and watch them handcuff her, throw her into the car. This is after she's handcuffed with her arms behind her back, pick her up in the air like she's in the WWF and body slam her to the ground face first handcuffed. Wow. Oof, wow. Do you know... I? I, I can't explain the feeling of being a man and being beaten myself. But to watch the one that you're married to, your queen, your wife, the one you're supposed to protect that you can't do anything about, be beaten and slammed in front of you and then sexually harassed in front of you. I can't explain what it's like. Bro. And your police badge of honor gives you that right. So what I happened to uh, Ben Fields? I know he lost his job. Uh, well, well, what, what happened was they put him in the school. And then and when they put him in the school, he wound up beating up the little girl. The, the, the man's nickname at the school was Officer Slam. <laughs> what? So Officer. They, they, the, the, the kids knew that it was about to go down. That's why they had the cell phones ready when he came in the class. I can't imagine me as a mother finding out that somebody put their hands on my son like that. I'm just telling you, I, I can't imagine that right now. I can't imagine where my mind would go mentally and physically for me to want to make sure justice was done. I, hey, uh, I, I, keep uh, reviewing, I keep reviewing in my head of all the people. When you look at someone like Corey Jones, uh -huh. the car was broken down. You had car problems and you come and kill me in my own car. I'm shopping at Walmart, John Crawford. And you kill me on site. I have a disabled vehicle, Terrence Crutcher. I can't, I, I'm reading a book in my own car, Keith Scott. I'm a 10-year-old walking with our grandfather, Cliff Glover. I, I'm decorating for a party, a, just a party, Claude Reese. I, I go to ask the cop a question, and he kills me, Randy Evans. I, I, it's just preposterous to me that a person- I walk into the wrong apartment. No, and it's not. Man, <laughs> here's the thing about that. It's my apartment. It's my apartment. For, for, you for, for, me my apartment. For one, for one second, Byron, we have we have a couple of people that have just joined us as well. Can you please give another reintroduction who Carlos is for those who are who are just joining us? Jamila, please. Yes, yes. So for those right, who are we have a special guest, Carlos Martin, a military veteran, served his country, father of two. Um, and his has was assaulted by a officer by the name of Ben Fields. Am I saying his name right? I don't want to really yeah, he said it right. Ben Fields, who 
recently in 2015 assaulted a young girl in the classroom and was finally held accountable for that. However, um, Mr. Martin here was held accountable, was assaulted, him and his wife was assaulted 10 years prior to that and he never received justice for it. I mean, God has allowed me to write a book, you know, um, entitled A War on Friendly Grounds. A War on Friendly Grounds. Um, God has blessed me to turn it into a short film, mm. which I'll be entering in film festivals. Good. Um, and, and, and it's more so just about healing. How do we fix it? How do we address it? Because here's the thing. Everyone want to talk about the rioting, right? But when the United States has problems, 9-11, what do we do? We go to war. Exactly. So why is it that it's okay to go to war, but then you want to downplay what other people are doing? I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying that's the right way. But if you have people who are in the higher governments that are saying it's time to go to war, it's time to go handle our business, why would you think anyone less? I mean, if I, what I understand is you can only tell when you have a good leader. I learned this from Byron, right? He mm-hmm. told me, you know what a good leader is? When you can, you can tell what a good leader is by their following and what they do. So if our leaders are out there fighting to go to war, what do you think we going to do? If that's the example that y'all set. Yeah, it's funny it's when it comes to nine eleven. Remember nine eleven. Forget slavery. Right. They bombed women and children. That was the reaction. They went over to the Middle East and bombed women and children, and retaliating against them bombing our buildings. That, let's break that down. Very simple. You hurt us. We hurt you back. <laughs> well, and, and that's not, what, not, not only that, but that's what we want to have yeah. our own success. Oklahoma bombing, Black Wall Street. They did it here. Well, that I wanted. I'm glad you brought that up, Carlos, because I wanted to talk about that. When Tammy Lauren, Lauren, whatever, Shane's significance. I got to say her name right. When she tweeted and said, "You know, stop blowing up your own." Well, in 1912, we had our own. We had our own post office. We had bank. our own airport. We had our own bank, libraries, schools, engineering, stock market system, everything in Tulsa. And white people decided the niggas are getting too big for their britches and burn the shit down. Can, can, we, can we go a little deeper within that book? No, please, please, please. Okay, so we talked about the free and the slave, right? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that is like accounting. Assets plus liabilities equals owner's equity. See, when you a slave, right, and I got to feed you and I got to take care of you, you're taken away from the owner's equity. But mm-hmm. if I free you, where are you going to go? You're going to come back and work for me. I don't have to take care of you, and I'm going to make more money off of it, right? Yeah. So business and, and, and a plantation is the same thing. The structure is the same because on a plantation, you have a slave, slave driver, and you have massa. Well, in business, you have a worker bee, a manager, and a CEO. CEO. The format is the same, but the question is what plantation are you going to work for? McDonald's, Google, whatever, but they teach you how to – that's why there's two different types of educations. There's the education on how to run the plantation, and there's the education of, hey, son, go to college, get good grades, go to school, and go work for somebody. What are you being taught? It's, it's, it's deeply rooted. It's a cycle. We're in, the, we're in this hamster wheel. You know, uh, Napoleon you just proved my point. How it comes oh, outwitting the devil. You know, there's a book called Outwitting the Devil, written by Napoleon Hill, and he talks, mm-hmm. about, he talks about this hamster wheel, this cycle that we're in. It's the repetition of the repetition. It's a muscle. We're talking. You you prove my point. That that's what I was saying, Byron. About 
we shouldn't have to go to white owned or white predominantly white this to make sure prove our excellence. We should be doing that now. I we totally agree where our, where our environment is. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. There's just a procedure that has to be done. It has to be formatted just like yeah. shadow buying. There's places in which I'm purchasing property now yeah. that if I go in myself, I know for a fact in specific areas in New York, the Syrians, in certain certain areas mm -hmm. where the Hasidic Jews, right. in certain areas in which the Israelis, in certain areas where the Italians, in the boroughs, and I'm just using one state, I can use yeah. many yeah. of the states, that if they see a black man walking in, I know for a fact a man that was held off with a mortgage of over $20 million, literally, that was the, that was the, the price tag. Yeah. That, the price they will they will actually come together as a collective and pay that mortgage to make sure you stay out. So yeah. if there is not a strategic plan put in place to rebuild, starting with internal conflict, because I had the argument with somebody else coming to me and saying, "This well, brother right here, what you saying right now?" Yes, somebody gonna come and tell me, "Well, there's a bigger play at hand." Excuse me, family. This is bring it to the motherfucker. You don't think I know it's a bigger play playing in hand? I play in this freaking game. Just call me Jay-Z. I'm trying to give you a million dollar game for $9.99. Buy the CD. The and game is true. But isn't it rumored that they attempted to move it to a community called Tuxedo Park? A hundred percent. And you can and they weren't even let in. Jay-Z. Exactly. I was so ignorant, I didn't even know Tuxedo was a family. I thought it was what you from. It's so elite that it's it's built. The police department sitting outside the rocks of the place. That's right. And I'm yeah, sitting there well, like, yeah, I know there's a bigger play. I understand that there's levels and levels above the devil, which is the president called Trump. That he's means nothing. I understand that Barack has been puppeteered. Anybody in that office was put into play by money the greed and the devil. I understand the bigger play, but I have to live here where my brother is about to get killed. So you want me to worry about the bigger play and most of my people can't even see that game because they are the casualties of the war. And when you understand the niche of the war and you understand the background of the war, notice I didn't say background, I said the background of the war that has been civil rights was not about black people, it was about money. Jim Crow was not about, it was about money. Civil War was, about, was not about black people. It was about money. <laughs> Slavery was not about black people. It was about money. Not but it was money. the black people that were the ones that hung first, that were the hung and the crux. And I'm sorry, did you not realize, Negro, I'm black? Do you don't, are you not understanding the persecution, the genocide and the killing that I have to wake up to and smell the snitch of it, the, the, the stench of it? And they look at you to pay attention to a bigger point? Like, Byron, I told you about Goddess Lahadi, I went to this place called CEO Space, right? And this is what changed me and saved me, right? This white lady walked up to me and she, you know, sometimes cultures do different things, right? That's like if they touch, can I touch your hair type of stuff? No. So she walked up and she touched me on my stomach and then she touched me on my forehead. She said, ooh, baby, you got to give birth to that. I'm like, what is she talking about, right? And why are you touching me? Exactly. She said, you don't know who you are yet. I'm like, ma'am. She says, okay, baby, let's do it like this. Who your favorite basketball player? Because you like to play sports, not being funny, you do. I did. You know what I mean? I said Kobe Bryant, 81 points, Laura Marion. Uh, he scored uh, 80, um, 81 points, 63 against Dallas, won five championships. But she said, oh, my God, you know a lot about Kobe. What's your stats? I said, ma'am. She said, oh, no, you heard me. So you mean to tell me you're going to waste the gift that God gave you knowing about how someone else lived in their life, but you don't know what's going to be in your life, right? She said, so, baby, look around. 
everything you see is somebody else's dream. And if you're always participating in everyone else's dream, you participate in your dream. And why is that dream more important than your dream? Isn't it amazing that you can be more disciplined to get up and do what someone else says on day nine to five than you can do it for yourself? And you don't see nothing wrong with this equation? See, most black people don't understand that most wealthy white people look at them as no more than the gestures in the king's court because they dominate everything that they do, but they own nothing. Kobe Bryant has five rings, but Jim Buss, who owns the Lakers, can leave his children five islands. Who's winning in the equation? You have to understand monopoly. Monopoly is the system. And I was like, wow. And it just blew my freaking mind because everyone's trying to land on Boardwalk and Park Place. But before you get there, you got to get past the ghetto, which is Mediterranean and Boston, right? She says, have you ever noticed on the Monopoly board you got utilities? You pay the light bill. You pay the water bill. You, you got go to jail. You got just visitors. You got the police officers. You got community chests. Sounds like a uh, wick. Sounds like food stamps. You have people taking a chance with their life. What is the difference? But most people don't pay attention because the person who's running the game is the banker. Which brings me back to Byron's point where you can't walk in the way you want to walk in because you're not the banker. You really don't own the money. You don't have the old money. You're the new Negro trying to walk in this new money. And that's why most people like Jordan couldn't get an NBA team. It took Jay-Z hell to get an NBA team. To play on that level, you have to have the right. Bill Cosby is in jail right now. It's why Bill Cosby's in jail right now. Right. Prince, when he owns his magazine. You don't want to talk about that. And Prince I mean, come right on. They, and why they made Michael Jackson crazy because he owned fucking fifty percent of Sony. They don't really care <laughs> about him. Who is they, Mike? Who are you talking about? Yeah, a black man owned fifty percent of Sony and the most lucrative catalogs. Kobe <laughs> Brown was about to start a team in China. He was about to own his own league in China. And what comes about is people want to come, and, I, and I'm I'm all about it as far as. First, you have to identify the problem. Then you come up with the solution. Then you put a plan in play. And I, I get during this situation currently and in Carlos's situation and so many other people's situation, I am totally uh, I'm totally open and um, receiving of this intelligent conversation in calm time, stupid conversation when my child just got killed. You wouldn't have a conversation about what the solution is and have this intelligent conversation. But I just saw in apartheid, my brother over here get his head chopped off with a machete. I'm sorry, my emotions are a bit high and aren't really wrapped around uh, having a logical conversation. Um, I need, no, that's, that's not gonna happen. You aren't gonna calm the, the, the storm in a man or a woman when it's happening all around them and it keeps coming closer and closer to your home and you feel like I can't leave the house.